My favourite movie, without a doubt, is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Goes without saying. I think there's the nostalgia element of growing up in the 80s, watching it. But also you look back on it and Steven Spielberg directed it. Fresh after doing, um, what was it, 19... What was the, he did a comedy, 1941, I think it was. It was a it was a comedy that was a massive, did massive he? flop. Yes, he did. It was a Dan Aykroyd and all the big Saturday Night Live actors of the time. I think it was 1941, it was called. And it was a big, it was, it was like a Naked Gun, a big slapstick comedy, massive budget. And that was a massive, massive failure. So Spielberg had to get... John Belushi, Dan it. Aykroyd. That's the one. So what film would that have followed? So he would have done Jaws, massive hit, Close Encounters of a Third Kind. Mass oh, well, he would have done Jewel. That's his first one with the psychotic truck driver. Chasing. Never seen that. That's really worth watching. That That's a TV movie in America, but in Europe it got a cinema release. And that's quite Hitchcockian. Kind of, you never actually see the driver, but this one man being chased by a truck driver on the... Uh, Does it... Has it ruined it for me, the fact I now know you never see the driver? Maybe slightly. I, I'm not entirely... I don't think... Hopefully not entirely. <laughs> hopefully I haven't completely <laughs> ruined that one for you. But it is... Um, it is a, so was that his first movie? That was his first movie. Oh, and then he did Sugarland Express after that with Goldie Hawk. What? Yeah, which was like a, um, a sort of comedy caper chase movie with the police. Um... And then he did... Is he your favourite director? Oh, absolutely. I'd say definitely Spielberg. Definitely, definitely favourite director. I think the most... I saw him... Who's the little girl in E.T.? Oh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, I saw her. It was a... She's got her own chat show, I think. Yes, she has. It's just started in America, isn't it? Right. And it was her birthday, and they got Steven Spielberg on. Did that? I'll have to see that on YouTube. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was during lockdown, and he wished her a happy birthday. He seemed like the nicest man. It is interesting, is it? Because Hollywood is a very, very... It, it seems to be revealed more and more as being a very, very dark place. But he's the one that's the only one that hasn't been unscathed or touched. I mean, Lucas has been revealed as being a bit odd. With what? He's quite obsessed by cults and things, isn't he? You think he was... Is he? He, he, he was, there was a Seth Rogen autobiography recently, and Seth Rogen wrote that... Um, uh, Lucas was very sure that the world was going to come to an end and there was an apocalypse impending upon us. And Spielberg was there at the meeting and Spielberg was looking at the ceiling, shaking his head. But Spielberg's never been kind of revealed as being seemed on like, dark. Seemed like a lovely, lovely man. Really, just got on really well. Drew Barrymore, very kind of quite amazing. And E.T. is an amazing movie. And he did E.T. after Raids of Lost Ark. So it was Raids of Lost Ark, then E.T. Okay, sorry. So he did... Jewel. Jewel, then Sugarland Express. Then he did Jaws. Is that any good, Sugarland Express? Well, so it's okay. It's suitable. Goldie, Goldie Horn's good in it. But it's sort of, you know, uh, serviceable stuff. It's okay. Oh, fuck. Did you tell me about Brett? Oh, what? Appearing in a, what? Doing a TV show? No, his new show. Uh, with Harrison Ford in it. Yeah, did you you tell me I that? I told didn't you? you about that. That was. In I was going to say you Fair. must have absolutely blown your nuts. Oh, when oh you heard massively! Absolutely, I couldn't believe it. I mean, that's. Were just you just like? Fucking there was God. a moment of jealousy there. I was sat in my uh, <laughs> office having my next cafe, scrolling through the news, and you know, so, isn't like, that amazing? Yeah, it is amazing. I mean, I don't think Harrison Ford does TV for anyone except Mr. Goldstein. Apparently, do you know what will be my worry is meeting him, going, "Oh my God, he's really old." 
Like you see him and he's just a bit doddery and <coughs> Well gosh, I mean it really he does look like that. He was on a Vanity Fair interview recently looking at Indiana Jones and Star Wars on a YouTube oh, video. Oh god, was he? And do you know when people are old, their ears get quite large. Do you know what I mean? I, I can't really describe it. But I mean, he's in a fifth Indiana Jones. He's just ripped, um, I say ripped, wrapped a uh, fifth Indiana Jones film. So, I mean, and he'll be 80 in the premiere. Harrison Ford breaks down his career. Is that what it is? That's it. And he looks very old in that. You know, slightly large ears. I don't know why I'm obsessed by the ears. But, um, <laughs> you know, frail face. And he's supposed to be a very grumpy chap. Doesn't take fools gladly. I don't, I don't know if we'd get on well. But, um, and that's how he'll appear in the fifth Indiana Jones. Elevate our lives, change us, give us experiences which make us more empathetic, more. Uh, he's quite elderly now, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's well, he's, he'll be eighty very, very soon. I don't like it. And it's interesting that Spielberg said no to doing the fifth Indiana Jones because I think um, you get the general vibe. He had a corporate meeting with everyone in Disney, and he decided life's too short because I think he realizes that he's only got a few more films in him, and oh, instead God. he's doing a film about his childhood now instead growing up in Arizona with a uh, kid growing up in Arizona in the sixties and finding his passion for cinema. Um, so you get the idea. They all realize that they're one step away from the grave, which is uh, a dark. Oh, God, it's taken us six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it always leads back. It always to the leads grave. to death. Doesn't it? It's a terrible thing. Oh God. It doesn't matter what I'm How old Spielberg. Spielberg be well into his seventies, mid to late seventies, I would guess. Mid to late seventies. And um he... I mean that Vanity Fair video with Harrison Ford, that's two years ago. I know. So how old are you gonna be when he he's only wrapped the new Indiana Jones recently? Frank Marshall, the producer, did did a thing on Twitter saying wrapped and done. So, I mean, when you're that old, you're, you're... Fuck me, 79. That's Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, so he would have been 70, 79 making... Um, but they, when you look at the making of Indiana Jones 5, there's, like, motion capture dots on his face. So they're going to de-age him. So it's going to be mm. in the 40s. There's going to be a time travel element, and he'll go back to being a, a younger Indiana Jones. But if you look to that Irishman they did with Robert De Niro, it's like a young man's face but on an old man's body. Right, I've never seen that, but what I have seen from the Irishman is that scene where he kicks, drags someone out of a shop, yes, a news agent. Yeah, and it's a young De Niro doing that. Yeah, and how ridiculous it looks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, people think. Have you watched that? I have. Yeah, it doesn't quite mesh with his body. The way his body hangs. No, and the way he's kicking him, it's just an eighty-nine-year-old man kicking, and you go, well, "Hang on a minute!" I know. You just stand up and wallop it. <laughs> Particularly, it's supposed to be in that part of the film. It's supposed to be fresh from the army, isn't it? The actual character he's right, supposed to be I've like in his kind of like um late 20s oh. early 30s and yeah you're right it's the body movements of an old man it's just like completely kicking someone having a break who's got stitch and then going back to it afterwards and it doesn't mesh with the motion capture young face in front of him and i imagine a lot of indiana jones five will be like that i didn't even what i didn't watch the third one i didn't watch the third one i love i what well, is the third one any good i was like who's this bloody is, that the, is this the one last crusade is that the one with sean connery did yeah say? i was like i'm not interested in you guys i just want to watch harrison i know i mean after a while it's just a repeat of the cycle of the same formula is it i mean the first one raids of the stark is good enough you see that i mean temple of doom was okay wasn't it i, had I fucking moments. love the temple of doom or is it crap 
Is it crap? I think Temple of Doom, when you watch the whole thing through, it's got pacing issues. It's not a perfect film, but it's definitely got some good set pieces. Is that Spielberg again? That's Spielberg. Spielberg directed all four, but the fifth one he's bailed out on. Because I think, as I say, you know, one one foot in the grave type of thing. You know, he wants to do things that are more sort of biographical to his own original passions type of thing. But um, So he did Sugarland Express. He did uh, Jewel, Sugarland Express. Then he did Jaws, first ever blockbuster. Then he did Close Encounters of the Third Okay, Night. hang on a minute. So he, right, okay. So his third film was Jaws. Very early 20s. Very young. Well, you're set then, aren't you? They'll give you about 10 films to get it right again after oh, that, Oh, God, you would have thought so, because Jaws was enormous, massive. I mean, the only thing that made as much money before that would have been The Godfather, which is obviously absolutely massive. So, and that was before Star Wars. Yes, I mean, that, that's a big, big deal. Oh, they, they do you know did. how do you know how he got attached to Jaws? I'm trying to think. It's a well-known Universal Studios producer that uh, that bought the rights to the book. I can't remember. It's Steinberg or something like that. I can't remember. And um, he pitched his idea for the film, and they went with it. And before that, he did obviously he did Jaws and Sugarland Express, and he made loads of TV shows like Columbo and uh, Night Gallery and stuff like that which was like the Rod, Rod Sterling night gallery is like a, a TV show that Rod Sterling, the, the twilight zone creator produced. Right. So God, lots of, honestly, lots right. of seven show sort of thing. But, um, and then he came in and pitched his idea and they gave it to him, but he had a lot of problem with the, uh, the crew because he was a lot younger than the crew. They're all proper aged universal studio filmmakers, you know, Okay, so they're looking down his nose at this 27-year-old. Oh, massively. Like, who is this guy type of thing? In a big, big way. But, I mean, you know, he had a lot of focus. But apparently... So after Jaws, what did he do after Jaws? After Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Flipping Nora. I know. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> I know, yeah. From Jaws, <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You know. Then what? Then it was... Is it 1941? I can't remember the name of that comedy. I need to, um, but that was a big comedy he did. And he even says himself that it had gone to his head a bit at that point. It was a case of, um, because he was given a massive budget and he took this kind of Saturday Night Live cast. Yes, it is 1941 it came out. This Saturday Night Live cast, massive sets, you know, um, enormous comedy uh, cast. And it just completely um, massive flop. And he went over budget. And Raids of Lost Ark was his kind of um, opportunity to kind of show that he could film. Uh, and that's, budget. Your, that's your favourite movie. Absolutely. Lots of nostalgia there. Growing up watching that. Do you know that inside out, that movie? I would have thought so. What's the first line in Raids of the Lost Ark? I think I might have fallen on the first hurdle there. <laughs> <laughs> How ridiculous. I've fallen on the first hurdle. They come, they come across something in the jungle, don't they, that stops in a statue type of thing. And it's a case of not going any further. What is the first line? It's obviously with the... It's t- not from his psychic, is it? It will be from his psychic, yes. Yeah. Definitely. You give me, you give me the egg, I'll give you the thing. Is it that? What is it? You give me the whip, I'll give you the... That, that's very, very near when they come to the dip in the actual temple. Yeah. But then there's... You give me the egg, I'll give you the whip. That's an absolute... I do. You're not going with that, are I you? Know, I am, I am. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the absolute one. I do remember that one, absolutely. It's, there's not a lot of talking, is there? There's a lot of... They come across the that strange uh, structure in the jungle where the birds fly. Absolutely. And then he said something about the last guy who tried to get into the temple before him. 
But you are right. And also they had the tarantulas on their back. They've got to get rid of that. Yeah. But you are yeah, right yeah. about, yeah, you give me the whip, I'll give you the idol. I remember that. The idol? Oh, is that what it is? You give me the whip. I'll give you the yeah, idol. Okay. That's, and he's a well-known guy, isn't he? he? It's Albert. I can't remember his surname, but he was a... Um, uh, British actor, Yeah, absolutely. It? was in Spider-Man 2 as uh, Dr. Octopus. Did you know that he pieced together the start of Radio... Radio? Uh, Raised in the Lost Ark from lots of B-movies. No, I didn't. I knew they were an inspiration. Oh, you go on YouTube, have a look at the, I don't know, the first, I don't know what it would be under, the intro to Raise the Lost Art B movies, and so many he's just gone, thank you, thank you, like like shot for shot. So the framing, composition, it's all yeah. come from different B movies before it. Yeah. God, that's amazing. I knew it was an inspiration, it influenced them, but I didn't know it was How do you feel about him now? How do you feel about Slightly him under impressed, sir. Need to check No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I guess it's like the Matrix, isn't it? That's like loads of like sort of manga, uh, anime style animation and like previous kind of like um, sort of, uh, you know, sort of uh, kung fu movies. But it's, I guess it's the way you sort of stitch it together into your own patchwork. You create your own pastiche. Oh, it's like Tarantino it. films as well, isn't it? And Edgar Wright and things like that. I guess it's what you do when you take people's stuff, but you sort of um, convert it into your own artistic voice. It's like what you do with the toy box in a way, isn't it, I guess? Can't find it. Well, I'll have to definitely check that out. Because, I mean, a lot of those B-movies were, were the inspiration for Lucas, wasn't it? It's like the Flash Gordon films of the early 40s is what inspired Star Wars. And originally he just wanted is to it? Flash... Yeah, originally he just wanted to make Flash Gordon. And uh, he couldn't get the right. So he's like, oh, bloody hell, I'm going to have to sit down and write my own version. And um, that's how Star Wars came about, basically. But I think originally it was just like, well, let's just do Flash. Oh, what's that shooting Raise the Lost Art with Steven Spielberg and Douglas Slocum? Oh, he's a cinematographer. Is he? Yes, he is. Yeah, quite an elderly English chap. That YouTube video is amazing. There's a scene where Spielberg is going through the storyboard scene with Harrison Ford about because they're in the... Um, the temple where they find the actual um, oh, you've seen it you've I seen have, it yeah, of course really you've seen it yeah, of course very, you've seen oh this looks incredible david oh it, it looks amazing that there is it's really impressive there's a there's a scene where spielberg's going for the storyboards and he's trying to tell harrison ford what the scenes are going to be and harrison ford's not interested because he wants to get tomato ketchup for his hot dog someone's giving him a hot dog and and spielberg's like are you focusing are you focusing and Harrison Ford's like, I will do. I just want some Heinz tomato ketchup on my sausage. And then I'll happily chuck away. Said. Abs quite right, indeed. <laughs> bit of innuendo play on the Pinewood Hollywood set. Bit what? A bit of innuendo on the on the Hollywood <laughs> set. You can have a little... there's, there's no such word as innuendo. <laughs> Is there not innuendo? <laughs> it sounds like something from the movie. Here comes Dr. Innuendo. Here comes Dr. Innuendo. <laughs> It's not how you say it, isn't it? Innuendo. <laughs> Innuendo. Innuendo. There we go. Just missing that you. Can you do an impersonation of uh, Indiana Jones? Oh, absolutely. Not a problem. Well, I'm, I'm doing that quite overly confident. I think, <laughs> I think I was trying to remember the first scene for Raids of Lost Ark. I think it was kind of a case of the guy who tried to end this temple before us. Never came oh, back. Oh, no, you can't, I can't do it. You can't do it. Do no, it. Absolutely. <laughs> I <thought> you could. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I had a lot of confidence there. Oh, I thought you'd be able to do an impression. That really, I did as well. I, I went into that thinking wholeheartedly I could pull something out of the bag, but nothing came, just thin air. Just embarrassment came out of that 
that bag of potential, unfortunately. Yeah, I can't do an impression of Harrison Ford. Not many people do. Marion. Marion. That, that deep. Marion. It's changed a lot, hasn't it? His Marianne. actual voice through the years type of thing. You don't like that impression either, do you? Oh, I do. I keep saying Honestly, <laughs> Honestly I like the, uh, the idle and the whip impression from Albert earlier. Yeah. You give me the idle, I give you the whip. That works. That, if you did some Oh, God, what did I read? I watched something recently. Oh, fuck. What was it? It was in some movie. They absolutely stole the jump over the... Uh, the um what do you call it the chasm the chasm well, there's a lot of um there's so many films that are basically indiana jones aren't they like the mummy but, franchise but it was just it was it was exactly the same and then the the running scampering and uh, getting under a it was it's like hang on a minute you're not going to reference this or are you just gonna it is iconic isn't it the way it's been put together it's like i re i, I re i saw a lot of reviews about um doctor strange multiverse and um within that there were there were a lot it's interesting a lot of reviewers mentioned raids of lost snark as this amazing opening because it was almost like a clear corridor of what he needed to do and this um i think her name's kim messenger i think who, who writes for the, the hollywood reporter right yeah, and she was yeah. saying how with raids of lost snark is a clear corridor of action and movement but with big marvel films it's just so much going on, so disorientating. You don't know what's going, going on happening. But ready to start, there's a clear journey and corridor of action, and you know exactly what you're doing. And she used the whole, you know, going over the cavern and all, or cavern, cavus. What's it? You know, jumping over that. <laughs> Such a, you can imagine me pitching in Hollywood. There'd be no confusion about my story beats or narratives. Who's this? Who's this, David? What, what character is this in Raids of the Lost Ark? That is, I know that character well. That was good uh, movement of the eye. I might have got that wrong. I might have got that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember who that character is, or just a little sort of a blow on the fingers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That is Sol, the villain, calling upon the Indians to chase Indiana Jones into the actual uh, jungle. As he's Are they Indians? They might be in Is that politically incorrect? Um, <laughs> indigenous towns <indigenous laughs> of people. They're just looking yeah. after their lands and the Does white man's turning up. He does, a Does he do that? Like that. Who was that actor? Is it Paul? He's a very well-known actor. I'm really well, known. I tell you, the, the film that I've just done in um, Dublin, Ireland, the producer... Oh, let me get this right. That He, he, was, he was his neighbour. Oh, wow. Gosh. Or he bought his flat. Something like that. What's his name? It's Paul someone. It is Paul somebody, yes. Raiders of the he, Lost. He said that it was the easiest audition he'd ever done for a film, Raiders of the Lost Ark. He just turned up to... Um, Paul Freeman. Paul Freeman. Paul Freeman, that's it. He said uh, in, uh, Spielberg was playing Pac-Man, and uh, he just spoke to him very, very briefly whilst he's having a game of Pac-Man on a massive arcade machine in an 80s Hollywood office, and he just gave him the role there and then. And it just what? made his career, basically. Why? Because he was a big fan of him, or...? I think he just felt as though he had the sort of demure or, you know, the, the right look and the sort of, um, the, he's British as well. Obviously, he's, I think he plays a sort of European French figure in the uh, in the actual film. Belloc. Belloc. Belloc, Belloc not Soller. 
Sola is... Um, yeah, who's Sola? Who's Sola? Sola is... Uh, God, here's me saying it's my favourite film. I'm getting all the people wrong. That is the other well-known actor who plays Indiana Jones's uh, assistant slash friend in the um, sand dunes of Tunisia, isn't it? Who went on to become a... Um, also in Lord of the Rings. Um, right. Played by a very well-known um, actor. Um, Lord of the Rings. Um... Uh, really well-known uh, figure. Because, you know, uh, Sol is basically the person he sees when he goes to Cairo, doesn't he? So, I've got here, I've got uh, Paul Freeman being asked, what was the audition process like? I didn't have an audition. I'd done a film called Death of Princess, which is a drama documentary about the assassination of a Saudi Arabian princess. Went viral at the time, was a big scandal. Spielberg saw it and got. I got a call from my agent. I was in Belize filming The Dogs at War and he said he wanted to see me in LA. I went and met him with George Lucas, when I got there, they were on the floor of his office listening to speakers and a cassette player. No Pac-Man. Yeah. After all of it, he asked, do you want to read the script, by the way? And I said, oh, yeah, I do. I go, I go to the next room and start reading it. And about halfway through, I said to myself, this is such a fun and great script, and I knew I wanted to do it. Oh, I love that movie as well. John Reese davis is the other guy I was thinking of, the guy who played Oh, the, the big... Yeah, yes. In Raise the Lost Art, the big guy with the chimp. Absolutely. And is it a chimp? It's not a chimp. Well, the, um, the villains have the chimp, but he notices the chimp is dead. Eats he? a date. That's a date. Yeah. yeah, he grabs a date. Oh, I've got an impression. Bad dates. That's spot on. <laughs> <laughs> I was back in a movie theatre in 81, then. That yeah. works absolutely perfectly. dates. That scene always sort of bored me because it was it was basically telling you the the story and the plot it's like get on with it yeah it's not really indiana jones that's more agatha christie people sort of like um poisoning dates and like finding dead pets and like the first 15 minutes of Ra raiders is incredible it's incredible oh, absolutely it's like, amazing but then they cut to his bloody school where he's a little lecture and like Boring, boring, boring. I know, exposition, plot information, not interested. You could just open a bag and see a few uh, archaeology textbooks and we know what's going on. I reckon when you watch that, or if you, when you watch that in the cinema, that's when you dive into your popcorn. Oh, definitely. You go from the biplane and the camera tilts down to a university. The music even changes. I hate snakes! Absolutely. That, I hate them! I can do loads of impressions. You can. You are bringing back <laughs> Razor Oscar, the audible audio adventure. And what does the guy yeah. say? Oh, come on. Uh, grow a backbone, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, grow a backbone, dark. There, there's a thing about it, grow a backbone, dark. And then when I used to watch it on my video at home, it then cut to uh, carpet commercials after that, because I used to always watch the oh, video. Yeah. And for some reason, I always think of like 50% um, off sofas every time I see that. <laughs> uh, I think about um, being chased by those guys with the, the, with the blowpipes, oh, how scary God. that must have been. But he just manages to get away and they stand on the bank of the river and... Oh, it's amazing. And then he pops his head back up and the fedora's completely wet. So it's, yes. it's not James Bond, is it? It's is it a fedora? Comedic. I think it's, it's a fedora, fedora he wears on, on the head, I'm pretty sure. So it hasn't got that okay. James Bond suaveness, you know, he has those uh, vulnerable yeah, yeah. moments type of thing. Do you know what? I'm going to look up uh, Indiana. In fact, even the character Indiana Jones was inspired by... That's George Lucas' you know, dog, isn't that? No, 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 no. 
I thought George Lucas's uh, dog was called Indiana, and that's. Um... Oh no, the actual character and the look. Oh really? That's based on a well-known. You not seen? No, you not, not seen? Not at all. Oh come on! I need to start um... googling people. So what movie is it? Let me find it for you. It's going to blow your noggin. Oh, have a look at that. Uh, movie. <sighs> Joe, there's some early artwork of Indiana Jones. We had an electronic arm, believe it or not. Spielberg was thinking about um, giving him a drinking problem and a, a bionic arm. But that was... Um, oh, really? Yeah, there literally is. An, if, you, if you Google that, because there was a story conference of Spielberg, George Lucas and Lawrence Kansdan who wrote it. And they had somebody transcribe the story conference. And there's loads of fantastic insights into where it was going to go. They were going to have a, um, a chase on camels through a desert. It was going to be quite sort of slapstick, more so than the, than the films originally were going to be originally. Didn't Charlton Heston... Ah, film that might be it that might be it that might be it rings a slight bell yes oh you know you know already don't you i can't remember you exactly in, you indulge yeah here we go here we go there we go uh if you search indiana jones uh, uh here we go uh, if you youtube secret of the incas secret of the incas is that charlton heston he, or? yeah he's dressed exactly the same uh, so that was 1954. Oh right, gosh! Oh my good! Oh my goodness! Bloody hell! What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's just ridiculous, isn't it? That's insane. That's exactly the Indiana Jones look. Yeah. What on earth has happened? <laughs> I mean, the only difference is he's wearing a scarf. But I mean, than that, well, that's just bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit I mean, people's livelihoods have been based around indiana jones they're just not one point that charlton heston shouldn't be annoyed that people taking guns away from him it should be he should be annoyed about indiana jones i mean that's absolutely bloody manic how do you feel now how do you feel just shocked <laughs> Harvey was thinking oh you might have got this slightly wrong it might have i've just out. revealed santa claus to yeah, you bloody right he doesn't exist boy and there he is grabbing like an ancient um golden shield out of a cave yeah, yeah. well that's just nuts that's just <laughs> what's the point i don't know it's just ridiculous isn't it the whole thing I know, I know. But The Secret of the Incas looks like a really boring film. It does look very boring, but at the end of the day... You need to watch that, David. You need to watch that. I probably, well, that's my Saturday Incas. night sorting out tonight. Pizzas and Incas. <laughs> sort of the original, original Indiana Jones, where it all came from. I would have thought, I mean, did Universal, did Paramount make that, perhaps? That's why they haven't been sued. Because, I mean, that is Indiana Jones. Proper American World War kind of um leather jacket fedora as i say he's wearing a scarf but i imagine it was probably a bit chilly you know where the incas were Van honestly he's got the I'm, same the secret the secret of the incas is on youtube the full movie oh there we go i mean it's just absolutely incredible and the poster is indiana jones all the way as well and he's even got like a satchel around his bloody um self wow I mean, that's absolutely insane. So someone's written underneath, now we know where Indiana Jones clearly came from, right down to the gun, the leather jacket, and the felt fedora. 
Heston was really the first great leading man, action drama, anti-hero. From Harry Steele to the astronaut in Planet of the Apes, he was a true icon of imaginative action drama. I just love this film. I need to watch it every so often. Just really enjoy it. Well, bloody said. I mean, you know, you, you know, some of these YouTube comments are filled with madness, but that is filled with bloody truth. I mean, to think that, you know, Heston did was also in Planet of the Apes and that. And also, let's not forget those biblical epics. Here, listen to this. Someone wrote, noir writing at its best. Some of the one-liners could make Bond blush. And it's way superior to the Spielberg movies because he had to go way over the top with spec effects and other crap. Well, the Hester movie kept it simple with a good story. Thank God YouTube has given a platform for the average man to be heard. <laughs> Are you being sarcastic? Not at all, because I think the Hollywood machine has totally covered this sucker up, isn't it? No one. I've, I've, I've read endless books about Indiana Jones, and no one's talking about the secret of the Incas to me. That's never been revealed. I've got books upon books upon um, yeah. this bloody Do you know, I just, uh, just had a message from uh from jim director brian and charles oh, my yes. friend went to see it my old friend went to see a film in new york and brian and charles trailer played play before that played before it Bang. absolutely what that, that is that must just be electric shot shot of excitement up the spine hearing that people off to the cinema seeing trailers beforehand what film did he see did he say or he's just saying just generally That's some porn i think sort of porn well it's new york it's the center of the big apple <laughs> i don't know people don't use I the don't internet know. in new york they're quite open with their uh, pornography viewing wait have you watched any films this week I have absolutely. I have watched uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, have you? I have by the Daniels. Did you tell me about their short movie? Yes, Pockets, which is really, really worth watching. It's three minutes long, and I would see it as a short movie gem. It go, do you know people should definitely watch more short movies? If you go, there's a website called Shorts of the Week. It's kind of like a, a, a pocket thief, isn't it? A pickpocket. And then their hands go through the other person's pockets and it turns into a fight because pockets plays around with multiverse, isn't it? You put your hand through one pocket, it comes out someone else's pocket. And then the idea that pockets have become like a kind of almost an, a, um, a weapon that can be utilized within your actual, um, you know, clothing. imagine if my fist was in your trouser pocket. Well, right now it'd be horrific. Absolutely, you could do what you want. For crying out loud! I don't have the use of my own pockets; they've been taken. Can you imagine man. if my hand was in your pocket now? What would you do? It would be well. First of all, it depends the temperature of your hand—if it's cold or hot. But I would feel very much scrabbling around, not in a sexual way, just scrabbling around in your just pocket. just tiptoeing around each fingertip, moving up and down my thighs. I would feel. Very, I mean, how would you describe that if you rang up nine 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 for crying out loud? Where would you begin? Yeah. I'd be well, where would you begin? Parallel universe hop into my pants. Another man's <laughs> hand has kind of entered. Whose dog's that? That's next door's dog. It's a real handful. It's ruining the cinema chat and the general. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry. Let me have your David Edwards review. David Edwards review. Um, I would say it. It's a real, definitely one to check out. They're clearly two. I mean, they've made. What's it about? What's it about? It's basically about um, a female um, 
uh, mother figure and and uh, and a wife. She's in her sixties. She runs a laundrette, and um, she's married to interesting the Indiana Jones connection. Do you remember uh, Short Round in Indiana Jones? Yes, I was going to mention him. Yes. Oh, he made. Um, oh, I, I so I wanted to be him when I was a oh, little boy. Oh God, yeah, flipping it. Harrison Ford. How did made he get that, that gig? Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And then after they did Goonies, and it was Data. Yes. And then it was a case of he did no work after that. He just couldn't get any gigs after that. It all dried up. So he became a stunt coordinator on a lot of the Marvel movies. How can you not? And he get. I guess he lost his little cherubic. Yeah, I think so. Kind of, um, he sort of grew more into an older teenager, and there was less um, platforms for uh, people of a sort of multicultural background to kind of perform type of thing. There was less opportunities, and um, but he got back into acting. Decided, no, I'm going to get back into it. And his first, one of his first auditions was this, and also it's Michelle Yeoh who plays the. Um, one of his first auditions was this amazing new yeah, film. Yeah, one of his first auditions. He was like. I'm going to actually get back into the acting. He's like middle-aged now. I'm going to, you know, before it's all too late, I'm going to give the acting another whirl. And he got into this. And Michelle Yeoh, um, uh, you know, she's a well-known kung fu uh, actress. She was in a lot of Jackie Chan films and Tomorrow Never Dies. She's like 16. She plays this sort of mother figure. Originally, it was going to be Jackie Chan who was going to be the star in it. And I read a script, actually, which starred Jackie Chan in, a, in a, um, an original incarnation of this film. But he turned it down stupidly. And instead, they um, they gave the role to her and they focus on her mother instead of a father. And she's having to deal with a lot of issues with she's losing money to the laundrette. And um, her um, she's having issues with her daughter as well, who's um, in a, a relationship with another woman. She's um, homosexual and she's finding it hard to cope with that of a woman of a different era. Do you know what I mean? She's in her sixties. It's quite, she's finding it difficult that her, um, yeah, she's, you know, the, uh, her, her daughter's hoping to marry her girlfriend type of thing. But then you get this whole matrix twist. Yeah. So what is it about the film? That's going to make me go hammer, whammer, bing bong. Absolutely. Suddenly, um, her husband played by the character, the, uh, the actor who's in the Indiana Jones temple of Dune. Basically he starts, um, a different personality takes over within him. And he starts talking to his wife and saying, I'm not the version of your husband you know of. I'm from a different parallel universe. And um, basically, um, an evil presence is entering our world. And you need to actually, and it, this evil presence is going to try and make sure there's no spoilers. It's going to try and kill you because um, they're basically, this evil figure is going around the world trying to kill every version of her basically okay this is where simon mayo would go okay let's watch it click absolutely at that point you are getting fat and you never call me even though we have a family plan and it's free you only visit when you need something you got a tattoo and i don't care if it's supposed to represent our family you know i hate tattoos and of all the places i could be why would i want to be here with you Right. Doesn't make sense. Evelyn, there's 
Muslims. And why? No matter what, I still want to be here with you. I will always, always want to hear with you. Look, I'm running. I'm running out of uh, disc space here, so we're going to have to cut it short. But I'm really enjoying doing movie reviews with David Edwards. Oh, I'm loving it! Absolutely. I, I, I've got to make them more fluid. And I mean, you like you're like a pig in shit, aren't oh, you? Oh, I'm rolling around on my back right now, oinking. Simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm bloody loving it. Well, why don't we do this next Saturday? Absolutely. Well, let's, let's see if people like it and want to hear David Edwards' uh, movie reviews. Let's get some feedback. If the public aren't interested, I'm happy to put my hand up and say, you've spoken, and we'll go back to reviewing something else. And the structure could be 20 minutes of just general movie chat like we did, and then into, the, into, into three reviews? Definitely. Three reviews. Uh, is that too much? That's too. You don't watch three movies a week. That's too much, isn't it? Yeah, I don't Two, know. one, one movie a week. Absolutely. Yeah, let's oh, do that. One golden film that the people. And you never know if this grows, we could get huge actors on board and directors. Dream come true. That would be an absolute. You know, you would, wouldn't you? You'd absolutely. That would just bust a mad. I would uh, testicles would be exploding. I mean, I'd be shouting pubic hair because my testicles would just explode you know, uh, between my legs type of thing. I wouldn't need a hand coming through my pocket to do it for me. It would just do it, you know, self If I If I sellotape loads of pubic hair over you and you became the pubic hair monster, what would he move like and talk like? He would um, hide in corners and then shuffle around. And he'd try and move every time you move. How would he eyes. talk? How would he talk to people? Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> Go back to what you were doing. Go back to what you were doing. Don't look at me. I'm not here. I'm not here. All I'm right. not here. All right. Sorry, all right. too much of that. I got, got lost in the pubic monster there. <laughs> I need to focus more on my film reviews. You're basically just like a little crouching bollock, wouldn't you? In the in I the would room. do, yes. But sort of ner nervous and angry. Was it the fetal position where you're like rolled up the in a... <laughs> What? Fetal position? Is it the fetal? Yeah, yeah. That, that's it. That's yeah, the one. Fetal position. That's yeah. the one. Rolled yeah. up and uh, like a giant testicle. Horrible character. Absolutely horrific. You know, that's not the Okay, world. right. We got to go. This is going to run. I'm going to put this on Patreon and see if people want more of it. Be open, people. Be real. Just say what you feel. Okay, brilliant. Cheers, David. Take care of yourselves. Au revoir. Um, yeah, bye. Bye bye. See you later.